Hello, adventurers. My name's Tyler. And I'm Richard. On today's episode, we're jumping right back into where we left off in the Litching Hour. Welcome to True Strike. Howdy, folks, and welcome back to True Strike. Uh, today is the second part of our game, The Litching Hour, that Woo! is uh, being uh, run for me by Tyler. That's me. Yay. This is the, the second game in our first set of spooky games, which are just games that are themed for the Halloween season, yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, let's just start right back into it, you know? The Litching Hour is upon us, after all. Just a minor recap. Victor had found himself in the Stonehill Inn, having a nice drink, and suddenly a stranger burst into the bar and died on the spot, essentially, with this box that he said to bring to Fizzbang Frazzlepop. And, well, interested in the box, you know, but not too interested in to open it himself. Uh, soon afterwards... A couple of cultists came in and fight ensued. Later, Victor fleed from the inn, made his way to the Z-Team headquarters up at what was formerly known as Tresendar Manor. There he finds tons of spooky energy and such. And, well, to recap that in a little more detail, the carriage house in front of you was massive. The air crackling with energy as you felt a chill, even though the temperature hadn't changed from earlier in the night. Eldritch magic flows around you, and you step inside, seeing a small creature that must be Fizzbang Frazzlepop himself. He is surrounded by a dozen figures wearing dark robes, each emblazoned with the same hand and eye symbol you saw on the box you've been carrying this night. You step into the carriage house, and the goblin necromancer reaches towards his face, chanting words that are just out of earshot from you. Suddenly, blood explodes from his face as he screams. The figures around the platform continue chanting, and Fizzbang throws something down onto the ground. An eyeball. It turns, and it looks at you, gazing upon you, Iris fixed at you, Victor. Then, he asks, Did you... Bring my heart. To which you replied, No. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> to which he said, huh, Never mind then. And proceeded to reach for a meat cleaver, chopping off his own hand. <sighs> Throws that onto the ground. Upon the eye itself, and you see something strange, Victor, something you've never seen in your entire life. The hand begins to liquefy and melt into the eyeball. The eyeball itself growing in size four or five times larger than an eye should ever be. And it has this liquidly rippling look to it. Still gaze fixed upon you. And I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, already? Yes, sir. 
Oh, that's a nat one. Plus six, though. Unfortunately, you feel this strange sensation come upon you and a shudder. As now, mechanically, you have disadvantage on attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks while in line of sight of this eye. That is harsh. Uh, it's not great. <sighs> you know, taking his other hand off of his cupped eye, and you see this eye socket, puffy and red, uh, throbbing even, where his eye used to be, but the blood has stopped. <sighs> even from his stumpy hand, where his you know, hand used to be, the blood has stopped flowing. And he looks at you and says, I really would like my heart now, old man. And he steps back towards the uh, rear of the carriage house and sits on a bale of hay. Back there, he looks to the 12 cultists chancing and he points at six of them. Go get my hot, fellas. And I need you to roll initiative. Ugh. An eight is the best I've got. I forgot you had advantage. Yes. All right. So these cultists are going to go first. Unfortunately. I was afraid of that. <laughs> so... One of them, actually no, all six are going to rapidly approach you. Though it doesn't look like they're trying to attack you or take you out of this fight. But they are attempting to grapple you. And is the box still in your bag? It's still in my bag. I hadn't okay. pulled it out yet. No. They are going to attempt to start grabbing gear off of you. Assuming that it is somewhere upon you. And I'm going to roll... Two checks, both with advantage, just to speed this up a little bit, as all six are just focused on this. I need you to make me either a strength uh, check, or sorry, athletics, or acrobatics. Your choice. Now, what are my disadvantages? This is checks two? Checks so two. So I'm rolling this at a disadvantage. Yes. So okay. you're at disadvantage while I'm at an advantage. All right, so I have a plus twice. one on okay. mine. You gotta beat a nineteen. That's a two. Okay. On my first roll, and so. just to see what the second roll is, because yeah, I'm curious. Uh, that's a seven. So. Oh, yeah. these new dice are bad. We'll go with the two. Have these new <laughs> dice rolled anything for you? Positive? This is the first time I've rolled these okay, dice. Cool. Great. And they are a sickly green color, um, which I thought fit the theming here. Oh, it fit. I I like it on my side. I guess you know, yeah. <laughs> it's working out swell. So. I am going to roll a d4. Pick a number. Do me a favor. Take a d4. Okay. On your side of your tablet. So I cannot see it. Pick a number. Oh, that works. I'm going to put it on the other side of the DM screen. Face up. And I'm going to roll a d4. If I land on the number, they grab, they, they find the box. Okay. I rolled a one. Is yeah. that it? Take a look. I it is a three. Okay. So we're going to do this again as <gasps> again. they start reaching. I'm going to say at that point, one of them does reach inside your bag, feeling for this box, but instead, what did they grab? Candy. Just a fist. <laughs> Just... An ungodly amount 
of hard candy. Of, that of hard butterscotch. No one should have this much candy. Though it is liar's night. If there's ever a time for this, this is to it, be normal, yeah. this is it. That's the trick. <laughs> and that's treat? what gets a treat. <laughs> well, let's find out. Here again, roll dis, uh, disadvantage. I'm going to roll with advantage as they reach a second time. That is a 16 for the highest. That's a 7. We're going to do this game again. I'm going to say 3 is not an option. Okay. I've already selected my number. It's behind okay. the screen. I rolled a 2. It's a 1. Ooh. <laughs> so they're reaching through, and yet they still don't find it. What do they find, Victor? So, um, here, let's see here. They will find... What could it be? What could it be? What could it possibly be? All right. What we're going to do here is go. Yes. Oh, there's a dice roll involved. I want to see what they get. Ooh. It is a antitoxin. Oh, good. That could come in handy. <laughs> this is a vial of antitoxin. A vial of antitoxin right. is what they pull. They pull this out, and you know, for a moment he scoffs, but and he goes to toss it, and the guy behind him grabs it, box it. You, you never know when you could use a vial of antitoxin. Uh, he puts it into the robes, which they do have pockets, though from a distance it didn't appear to be so. Oh, okay, it's a nice robes. Those are progressive robes. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say it's you're up. Okay, it's my turn. Yes, you All are right. surrounded by six cultists who are getting. Pre- a little more upset, and it looks like they might start to fight you next turn, because, well, if you're dead, it might be easier to find <laughs> this box. Well, it worked so good last time with cultists. Oh, yeah. So I feel like I have to go again. Some people say cultists are weak <laughs> to and, uh, radius spells. <laughs> and bring out my spirit guardians. Here come the owls. The owls are coming out again. Spiritual owls of all sorts and sizes start to around the room. And on their turn, they have to make a saving throw, correct? That is correct. So when they start their turn there or um, they move into it for the first time. Okay. Anything else for your turn? So for the next part of my turn... Do not owls flying through the air, cutting up the cultist. They got the sharp beaks and talons. They're gonna go for the eyes. They learned it from giant miniature space hamsters. Dun dun dun, owls from spirits, <laughs> spirit owls. Power of Salune. Richard choosing what to ah, do. This is killing me. Filling the void with song. Well. There's really not much more I can do, um, with the exception of. Richard still thinking Troy's paralysis. This is common in Dungeons and Dragons, folks. Sometimes you've got so many options, it's hard to know what to do. I can't do that, so that's the end of my turn. That's the end of his turn. Yeah. All right. You look over. And Fizzbang, just sitting on the edge, not worried at this point about his wounds, just staring there with a crooked smile, watching and waiting his heart. On this turn, 
the six cultists are all going to take attacks at you. Actually, that's a lie. The half and half. So I'm going to do one. Oh, so we're still going for the box. box. Yes. Okay. So okay. I got highest I got was a uh, seven. <laughs> you have a chance. <laughs> All right. 17 on the first roll. It's good. So we're getting better on the die. Yes. And a nine on the second. Hey, this time. <laughs> so you're able to still not great. Seeing three of them coming up and only, you know, half of them. You can dodge three. You know, six was a little issue, but three, three cultists, no big deal. You manage to pull away. They can't even get to your bag and you just, they, you know, push them off with your shield and the slider off the armor. The other three though are going to come at you and I'm going to make three attacks against your AC. Okay. First one is an 11 to hit. Does not hit. Uh, 12 to hit. Does not hit. And a natural 20. Does hit. Okay. Now... They're starting their turn in here. Yes. Yes, they are. Let's see so, if they even uh let's see if that even hits. Huh. Good point. All right. What's the DC? So the DC is a so I gotta make six of these. Fourteen. Fourteen. And these ones have a negative one to this dex. So that's a five. An eight. A six. A nine, uh, uh, a ten, and a six. All six have failed dramatically. So the damage on Spirit Guardians is 13. Oh, okay. So the saving throw wasn't necessary because your owls have just eviscerated and there are just shreds of cloth and viscous fluids in skin let's be real all over the ground as these spiritual owls have torn asunder these men from this world they're just dead just dead i really didn't want to have to do that uh fizzbang does the smile drops and a, a sneer comes upon his face and he snaps and the other six stop chanting and start going towards you um, I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, shit. I have to bleep that. <laughs> uh, you would get another turn because these, these six are, are looking at you. They're going to approach, but it is actually your turn. So is the, um, the I goo thing. Is it staring at you? Yes. Yes. It's 100%. still staring at me oh, right now. Yes, it is. Okay. Intent, red iris, now fixed upon you, like Sauron's gaze. Okay, if that's still staring at me... It's still staring. I need to try and do something to it. Oh, what would you like to do to this goopy eyeball? So that is just blunt damage, and I don't want to do that. I want to see... I feel like this might require some... It feels like it needs radiant damage. Okay. You could certainly try that. So I want to try and cast Guiding Bolt on it. All right. Um, refresh. Attack rolls? Am I making those a disadvantage as well? Absolutely. Ugh, I don't like this. First roll is a 21. That's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All I got to do now... 21 might hit a gloopy eye. Is, ...is get better than that or equal to, I would feel. Sure. 
Not as good. That's only a 12. And only a 12. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this eyeball is going to use a... Oh, do I want to do that? Crap. Yeah. Uh, it's going to use a legendary resistance. Oh. And it is going to... Well, a legendary ability. It's going to add five to its AC, and you're going to see as this uh, attack comes, it just... This dark shroud appears over it, and your attack just dissipates throughout it. Okay. Um, how far am I from Fizzbang and Eyeball right now? You're about 15 feet from Eyeball. You're about 45 feet from Fizzbang, and 30 feet from the cultists that are going to be coming towards you this next turn. Okay. I will... I'll probably step forward. Okay. Like, I'm going to use some of my movement to walk forward. Probably sure. to put myself within, I would say, 10 feet of the eyeball. 10 feet. So you're going well, 5 feet forward? Well, you said 45 for Fizzbang? Yes. I want to get within 30 feet of Fizzbang. So I'll step so forward you're going 15 to feet. the eyeball. So I'll step up close to the eyeball. Like, like stepping distance. And it is looking up at you. I yeah, like a towering giant I'm, over this cursed eye. I'm gonna get up on it, yeah, because I'm, okay. I'm thinking I might want to try and stomp on it next turn, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I want to move up. Okay. You could just leave the carriage house now, and we can part ways amicably. <laughs> but why would I do that when? I'm the only one that'll be leaving this place in the first place. You won't be around, old man. Well, I mean, You're you not are going to survive Liar's Night. You are trespassing, you, hear, you know. Uh, <laughs> dong, dong, from town. As the town bell has been affixed with a magic incantation to allow it to change tone. This is something they only do twice a year. Oh. This symbols, this first one symbolizes you're within 10 minutes now of midnight, also known to you as the liching hour. It's never been so literal before. And you think to yourself, well, dang, <laughs> Does this mean you only have 10 minutes? There should be plenty of time, right? Or is it just a coincidence? The litching hour. We'll find out. Anything else for your turn? As a... I only did an action, right? Because I did guiding bolts. So... As a, uh, a bonus action... Yeah. <laughs> I will look down... And pull out my sword and then just say, Tom, flame on. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, here we go, Victor. Oh! As Tom burst into flames, uh, ignite, you know, not igniting the room, but engulfing the room in this warm light. Tom screaming in pain. 
But you you always wonder, maybe part of him likes it. Wait, this is pain? Oh, yes. I thought it was excitement. No. We've only had one real excursion together. <laughs> oh, the Tom. Tom is in excruciating pain as you've lit him aflame, Victor. He's burning alive. <laughs> you cruel, cruel man. <laughs> why, Victor, why? <laughs> we have a job to do. <laughs> uh... Next, <laughs> these six cultists that have been snapped into action are all coming up towards you. These six, all taking attacks at you. So, so are they coming within range of my owls? Isn't Yes. All right. Here we go. Twelve. Fifteen. Hey, that one saves. Seven. Three. Eleven. 11. 11. So it's 14 damage. And okay. one takes seven. One takes seven. One still standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is going to... Oh, jeez. That one's going to try to grab the box. Okay. They're going to come in. They're going to try to grab the box. This is going to be flat for them since they're the only one left. But you're at a disadvantage. I'm still at disadvantage, yeah. Okay. 17 for the first roll. Uh-huh. 18 for the second roll. I got a two. Hey! hey. <laughs> As he goes, uh, <laughs> conviction not faltering at all, moving past his fallen comrades. Maybe he's never cared about them. He doesn't even know their names. And as he goes to reach for your bag, he slips on the blood of one of them <laughs> face first into the ground. <laughs> Tries to grab your ankles, but it's not enough to, you know, find the box, of course. Uh, that ends his turn. You're up. Oh, it's my turn. You and Tom. Okay. And your owls of death. <laughs> All right. So the eye goo thing is at my feet, right? Oh, yeah. It's uh, luckily the cultist didn't land on it. He's just a couple feet off to its right. I am going to, uh, I'm going to swipe at it with Tom. At the eye? Yeah. Okay. Because it's like pretty close, right? I should be able to swing down at it. Absolutely, yeah. Right. That is a nat 20, but I'm rolling at disadvantage. So, what I was going to say is since it is a melee strike on something that is prone, sort of, you know, if we're talking it's on the ground, it has, you have advantage on it. Because melee in striking distance is something that's prone. So it would be flat. So it's a flat. So that's a natural 20. So that is a nat 20. And I was going to use a resistance, but I cannot do so because natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see some damage. All right. You got to be the... the. Oh, gosh. I didn't expect this. So... I had plans for this eye, Vic Richard. <laughs> Vic Richard. <laughs> I had plans for this eye. <laughs> so Tom is yes. 1d8. Plus three, and then two d six while on fire. Uh huh. All the dice are doubled. So the first d eight is a two. Okay. And then a five. So we're at seven. Seven. Eight, nine, ten for the plus three. Yes. So you're at ten plus your fire damage. Plus seven on the first roll. Cool. That's a six. So 17. 
at another 10. It's 27 damage. So 27 damage. I'm going to let you know you need a 20. So what do you want this to look like? What will you do next, Victor? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't swing down at it. I just poke it right in the iris just <laughs> with the flaming sword. Oh, and as you do so, and even though without a mouth, you hear the sizzle tss, and then a... That starts at the eye, but you swear you hear it all around you as screams from spirits and things you don't even comprehend are screaming from the other side. You lose your disadvantages as this eye is no more. And as it boils and simmers, it starts to bubble and it just turns to a goo on the ground dripping off of your sword and just this black bubbly mass just boiling on the ground of the carriage house. This royally upsets Fizzbang. Is there anything else you want to do for your turn, Victor? Uh, he threw the axe on the ground, right? After he chopped off his hand? Yeah. He didn't throw it on the ground. He put his hand over a table Chopped into the table, left it on the table. Oh, left it on the table. Okay. Yes. Grabbed his hand, threw that on the ground. So I'll point over at the uh, the axe on the table <laughs> with okay. Tom. All right. And uh, I'll just point over it and it's like, the axe is over there if you wish to chop off a few more parts for me to stab. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? On second thought. I've got everything I need right here. And do you end your turn? Yes. And at that, he stands up and starts chanting this strange language. <laughs> you don't understand a lick of it. But then he starts to float into the air. And as he does so, this dark green dome comes from above him like starting at the peak of his head down to the ground almost like a mystical cocoon and then from the eye socket you see this putrid dark fluid start to ooze out over his face and then up his head itself covering his whole body and then just he explodes into this black liquid covering this dark cocoon the fluid dripping down to the bottom the base of this dark cocoon (laughs) and moments later the cocoon shatters and standing before you six seven foot tall is this dark humanoid creature resembling Fizzbang but half the face is skeletal where his hand once was there's a hand made of is that bone? it's it's hard to say where did all where did this come from? and the eye socket is now this vibrant red glow 
like the fires of Avernus staring into your very soul, Victor. And you hear, <laughs> The goblin did it. <sighs> I know what you're thinking. No, I'm not Vecna. <laughs> you can't summon Vecna with such simple tricks. You can call me Fakna. <laughs> I still want that hot, though. And he's going to join initiative. He got a 15. Yeah. Which places him above you. Oh, yeah. He's going to move into combat with you. Oh, he's walking towards me, you say? Oh. <laughs> walking towards you. No. No, he doesn't even touch the ground, Victor. Fakna <laughs> floats <laughs> rapidly in your direction. And he is going to, you know, see if he can save against these owls. With a natural 22. Sorry, natural 18. Dirty 22. A dirty 22. The dirtiest of 22s. <laughs> Fakna is going to take... Seven damage. Seven points of damage. Now... Unfortunately for you, he does not take any extra damage. He is not... Uh, immune neither to your damage. However, seven points. Hey! Uh, seven points is seven points. As I'll take it. The owls do tear off parts of cloth, revealing bone and sinew underneath. Like the body itself is not fully there. Perhaps some of it is not complete because this body is larger than the mass that was used to create it. This will be a very difficult fight for you, Victor. And I'm not going to hold back. <laughs> As Fakna runs in and first the eye itself ooh, no, no. The hand starts to glow as he's moving in. Whew. This is plus nine to hit. Yeah. That is a dirty 27. That definitely hits. Okay. As you are immediately struck, he points his hand towards you, and out of two of his fingers, on his left hand. These sickly green beams hit you right in the chest. And even through the armor, you can feel the skin beneath it burning away, Victor. Burning! And you take... Eight points of acid damage. And for his second attack... No! <laughs> he only gets one. <laughs> no, unfortunately, he gets more than one. Fortunately, you didn't give him the heart yet, or it would be more than two. <laughs> he is going to now 
You see the red eye starts to glow once more. This red, fiery red energy. And I need you to make me a very, very important wisdom saving throw, Victor. All right. 21. A 21 does, in fact, save. You needed a 17. Oh. Yes. However, you are going to take half damage as this eye sees not only through your defenses, but into your soul itself. Oh, Victor. You've always been one of my favorites. (laughs) I'm sorry to do all this to you. As you take... oh. Relatively low damage in four points of fire damage. This could have been much worse had you not succeeded (laughs) and I rolled better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You're up. Okay. As my action... I will channel divinity for Twilight Sanctuary around me. Now, you are already in very, very dim light. If that matters to you. No, it's uh, I'm doing this for temporary hit right. points. But for, for, you know, movement's sake. Yeah, for movement's the sake, The interior yes. of this carriage house is all dim light. Okay. Hey, it's what I wanted. So I rolled a five. That's good. So that gives me 11 temporary hit points. That's fantastic. Wow. All right. As a bonus action, right? I will cast Spiritual Weapon. Which, of course, is not concentration. Not concentration. (gasps) However... I need you to make constitution saving throws for the uh, the last two attacks. Oh, for the last two attacks. I forgot yes, about that. Okay. For your owls. Uh, I am a warcaster, so, so this, this is advantage. at an advantage. Correct. Neither of them was over 20 damage, so you just need a 10. That's a 10. Cool. And a 19, just because. You you got both. Yeah. I'm not... Yeah. Good. All right. You got the owls. The owls... That's not how it sounds. <laughs> the owls still flutter. <laughs> One of the owls is sick. <laughs> All right. So uh, my spiritual weapon is the moon with uh, with a, it's a mace with the phases of the moon on it, essentially. Yes, yes. Uh, for its for I meant to saloon. ask you, does it, are each of the faces around it or as it swings, do the phases change? They, uh, it's all around it. So okay. basically like the axe heads right. like vary around the, uh, the axe itself. Cool. Cool. The different phases of the moon. All right, so um, that was my action, my bonus, bonus action, action to cast Spiritual Weapon. Right. Now and Spiritual Weapon will swing at yes, him. Yes, it will. Ooh, does a 10 hit. Unfortunately, <laughs> a 10 will not hit. Okay. And I will be honest, though I am not holding back statistically, I have lowered AC because you are one person the ac even lowered is not a 10 (laughs) okay well it was a good effort for the uh for the spiritual weapon it was and that's still there and like i said it's not concentration so that will most likely be there the rest of this fight 
All right. At the end of your turn, Fakna is going to take a legendary action. The, ooh, ooh, what will it be? What will it be, Victor? One, two, three, or four. Oh. What's your favorite number? Three. three. It's probably my favorite number, yeah. Yeah. Out of four. Ooh, three. You should have picked any other number, Victor. I'm so sorry to do this. This this does have to recharge after this, though. As this black, gooey sludge. Do you remember the remnants of the eye on the ground, Victor? Still at your feet? Oh, the eye was not done with you. The eye wants revenge. As it explodes upwards. And it engulfs you in this black fluid. And it burns. It burns you so. I need you to make me... A very, very important constitution saving throw. Okay. So it's not great. That's not good for you, my friend. We are, with my plus, at Uh a measly 10. Okay. That's a 1. 6, or it's 7. We're at 13. We're at 23 points of acid damage. How are you feeling, Victor? Other than the burning sensation all over your skin. I'm still standing. <laughs> barely. This is it is it not only is on your skin, but it gets into the crevices of the armor and even sits. You know when you get water in your shoe? It sits in your shoes. <laughs> the sneakers, Victor. I'm getting swamp foot. It burns in the sneakers. <laughs> Exfoliating though. Exfoliating acid damage on the feet. <sighs> now for his turn. <laughs> He's got to make a saving throw. <laughs> he does have to make a saving throw. I'll take every little bit I can. Uh, oh, wait. Let's see if I you took keep, damage. Let's see if you keep the owls. That's right. This is an advantage. A 19. A 19 will And an do 18. It. You're rolling hot now. All right, all right. Not when it matters. All right. <laughs> Just for the owls. Oh, Victor. <laughs> you think... These owls can even touch me. Oh, it was half damage with the owls. Because it's the start of his turn, right? Yes, yeah, start of his turn. Okay. Let's see what he gets. He got a 13. So that's full damage owls. It's full damage owls. It's only 13. 13's good. It's better than before. All right. Okay. What to do, what to do. Victor. I said I would not hold back on you. This is going to be... I know I said a very important save earlier. However... I believe you're moderately low on health right now. Every save is an important save. Yeah, okay. I need you to make me 
a dexterity saving throw. All right. Dexterity saving throw. As he pulls up just one single finger and he points it at you, you feel the dark, dark energy emanating from this bony finger. And a little bit of your life, your long life, starts to flash before your eyes. Please make me your save. Okay. Now, keep in mind, this is at a minus one. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) For a grand total of four. All right. Old men are not very dexterous. I have to ask before I even roll a. You know what? I'm going to roll the dice. I just want to know. Nine. Nine. Another nine. So, nine, 18, 27. 27 total. Plus 40. So, 67 points of damage. Are you still standing after 67 points of damage, Victor? Not even close. Okay. (laughs) So, what happens now is he points this finger at you. This dark energy emanates. You don't see it. You feel it. Like a cat's hair standing up on its back. Every fiber in your being says to run. Even your sword. Oh no, Victor. You've never heard this tone in his voice. You instinctively... Not you, actually. It's not you. The sword. Tom himself pulls himself in front of you, attempting to take some of this damage. But it's too late. As it does, you feel yourself start to shrivel. And you look, and your skin, where you can see it, is turning black. And it's moving up your body. And you look forward at Fekna. As your vision goes cloudy. And you disintegrate. Armor and sword clattering to the ground. Now, if you were still around to see this, the next thing that happens is the Fekna approaches you, remains, grabs the box, rips it open. One hand into his chest, pulls a still beating heart, replaces it with what's in the box, and... That's better. (laughs) And he steps out into Phandalin. And that's where we end tonight. I'm so sorry, Victor. (laughs) 
But what of Tom? Tom left alone <laughs> in the carriage house, screaming, though none can hear him. Perhaps Joe will find him the next morning. This is Joe's fault for not locking the carriage house. <laughs> but, yeah. Sorry, Victor. <laughs> Though, we will end with not only him stepping off into Fandolin, but a as the liching hour is upon us, 12 o'clock, the last bell has rung for you, Victor. Thank you for playing. <laughs> so yeah, is there anything you want to say uh, to the fine folks at home? The liching hour is very dangerous. <laughs> very dangerous <laughs> indeed. Yes, it is. And now, in this shared world we've built up, there's a new threat walking amongst the populace. A dangerous foe, indeed. Oh, yeah. Home base is in danger. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you tune in next week to see how Richard destroys one of my characters from a game that he runs. <laughs> and uh, if you listen to this on Halloween, happy Halloween or happy liching hour to each and every one of you. For now, I've been Tyler. And I was Victor. And we've been True, True Strike. Strike. Goodbye. Hello, adventurers. Thanks again for joining us today. Please be sure to give us a follow on your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. If there's any questions you'd like to write into the show, you can hit us up on threads or Instagram. New episodes release every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening to True Strike. And thank you again, Richard, for playing. Testing, 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 testing. Hey! Wow. What? That's a very specific voice. Have you ever played uh, Mega Race? No, I don't know. I have not. What's that game? Is, it, it, is an, it even a game? It was an old PC game. Okay. And that's what the announcer sounds like. Hey! His name is Lance Boyle. Lance Boyle here! I like that. Yeah, no, it's it. probably more extended. You Lance a Boyle. You do it. You just did it. No. Uh, hey, Lance Boyle here! Is it really? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hey. Hey, everyone. Hey, let's boy yes. here. The Fash. Everyone, let's go get some Fash. The Fash. Took a turn. <laughs> this Fash is the Lash. That's my fish voice. You've never heard the fish voice? Nope. So back on Hell's Kitchen, there used to be a announcer. Wait, Hell's Kitchen, the, fish, the cooking show? Yes. There oh. used to be an announcer that was like totally normal, and everything he said was pretty fine. But when he said "fash" <laughs> every single time for like five seasons, if this man spoke the word "fash," it was it fiash. was "fash." <laughs>